Hey guys, good morning and welcome. I'm Steve Diamond, he's Keith Padaris, and this is episode two of Your Morning Card Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Your Morning Card or email us directly at yourmorningcard at gmail.com. Good morning, Keith. How are you, my brother? Hey, Steve. Doing well. Thanks for joining me. Man, out here in Sterling, we didn't get as much snow as you guys. You guys got buried. Oh, brother, 21 inches over here in D-Town. I'll tell you what, man, it was a, a hell of a storm, storm of the century. Yeah, how about that? Well, we, let's talk some sports betting. We're excited to introduce our new podcast to people. We're excited to be here today sharing this with you guys. Absolutely, and uh, thanks to all of those out there who listened to our pilot episode. And those of you who didn't hear it, our goal in this podcast is to educate share ideas, and be an open forum for you, our listeners, to ask questions and learn with us as we grow together, increasing our knowledge of the big, bad world of sports betting. As always, each and every episode, Keith and I will have an industry discussion highlighting a topic in the sports betting world. Along with that, we want to hear from you, the listeners, on what topics you'd like to discuss and may be of interest to you. And now, the moment that we've all been waiting for for every episode, Keith, is going to be our industry discussion. This is a time in the show where we take a topic from the world of sports and discuss its significance in the industry, keeping us all informed, educated, and as a community within the sports and sports betting world. Today's segment topic, Keith, is the over-under betting. I think this is one that a lot of people are going to really, really enjoy. Keith, why don't you get us started, brother? Yeah, thanks, Steve. And guys, we talked about Moneyline in our first ever podcast episode. Today, we want to talk about totals, the over/under, you know, the total that you look at when we're looking at halves, quarters, and the overall game. Okay, so uh, Steve, this is really comes down to correctly predicting game flow patterns. Yes, right? sir. So you can look at different statistics. A lot of times predict what's going to happen for one team or for both teams combined in a certain period or a quarter, break it down in a half, or you break it down into the entire game. Uh, Steve, some of the benefits of the over-under betting model is the ability to bet with the game flow instead of the outcome. So that is a unique entertainment betting opportunity where you're not worried about who's going to win the game. You're worried about just the game flow and kind of what's going to happen beyond the outcome. Uh, And then Steve, really, this is a white knuckle ride. I know multiple games. It is a complete roller coaster. You think that you have it, then you don't, then you do, then you don't. It starts out terrible. You get really depressed. Then all of a sudden you turned away and boom, it's back. Oh my gosh, my bet. You made and turned away the next day. I mean, Steve, has there been a bet where you've made, you turn around, throw it away. Next day you look and it hit. Yeah, I got to be honest like, with you, man. Whoa, this is, that, this is my favorite bet of, of all betting in sports. Um, oh, I know you the, love this. You this love is the this. best live betting sports bet. Yep. 
I mean, how many times did you and I sit in the sports book at Arizona Charlie's out in Vegas and just run up there during a game and throw money down uh, on a live bet? I mean, well, you, you for the over-under, you're watching, you're watching the flow of the game, the back and the forth, especially in college basketball. And, of course, guys, we're going to have our big, big episode tomorrow, episode three, with uh, talking about the NCAA tournament coming up, coming up here in a couple of days. But I'll tell you, I mean, it's the most exciting. You want to talk about the action. Uh, I mean, you can't get better than that. I mean, look, it, you know, the over-under is relatively straightforward type of bet. I mean, both outcomes are about equally likely, so you don't need to know much about the game to bet the total, like you just said, Keith. But, I mean, you can be wrong on the winner. You can still win your bet. I mean, that's the best part. You don't have to have skin in the game on one team versus the other. You just need to be able to predict that that game's going to go over or under. Right, Keith? Exactly. So that's really where it comes in for me that I'm not very good at this, Steve. I, and I, I tend to like the unders more for some reason. I think that I'm watching a game or that I'm pregame and I just don't think that they're all going to have a great night. And so you just tend to lean towards the under. And I know a lot of people are not an under player at all. They'll either play overs or nothing. Uh, a lot of guys lean towards overs on player props and Team totals, especially, Steve, I know this is your bread and butter, man. Talk about the team totals, the half totals. Where do you find value, and why do you think there's value on those? Yeah, it's interesting you bring up that you're not a big fan of it, Keith, and and that you tend to take the under. But statistics show that sports bettors are more likely to bet the over than the under, simply because there are more possible outcomes that would lead to a victory. Okay, um, and to be honest, in fact, the over/under bet is one of the most popular types of sports bets on the market. You know, handicap your total bets. All right, in-game uh, matchups are important here. Um, you know, offenses and defensive trends for a game, for a team, things like that. The other thing that people aren't thinking about too is that a lot of the things that come into play here are injuries, history of games between the teams, cons- uh, consensus standings, team reports. Uh, so on and so forth. The environment, you know, you're talking about NFL, NCAA football, Major League Baseball. Weather comes into play here, right? 53% of the time, the under hits at Wrigley Field in Chicago because of the wind if it's over 10 miles an hour. You know how often the wind is over 10 miles an hour at Wrigley Field? Often. All right, things like that, you know, and then look at the um, antithesis side of that. The best in baseball is the Anaheim Angels. They hit 60% of the over because it's always nice weather out there, right? And then again, on the ba- on the other side of that, the worst is the Minnesota Twins, 33% the over hits only. So, I mean, realistically, um, like Keith, you were mentioning before, I like the team totals a lot, especially in college basketball. Um, but I have to say my favorite bet when it comes to the over-under has got to be the first half totals for an NCAA game. I think the teams come out hot. They come out trying to make a statement. Um, you know, you look at teams like Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, Florida, teams like that that score big points, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, teams like that. They come out in the first half. They come out strong. It's really more likely that that over is going to hit in the first half, Keith. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, when we're looking at over-unders, guys, let's break down some of the strategies here, some specific strategies to help you get better at this. You can connect with us on Twitter, Gmail, Instagram. We're out there. We want to hear from you. We want to be a community, and we want to learn and grow together. So send us, yes, exactly. Send us your bad beats, your wins, 
What are you liking your trends? You know, for us, you know, we are nothing special in this. This is a complete roller coaster ride. I got to be honest, Steve, since the NFL has ended, woof. I, I got to say, Keith, I hear you. Yeah, it's, tough it's, out there. It's, it's a tough one out there, guys. And we want to learn and grow together. Uh, this is in no means something that we're coming across as experts. We want to do this a little differently than we've seen other podcasts and, and other sites that you can find. It's, you know, let's come together as uh, novice, average betters and try and get better at that. Uh, you said so it yourself, Steve, Keith, we're a community out there, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Hey, uh, strategies, Steve. Let's get better at this over-under total betting strategies. So first off, I want to start us focus on the defenses. You want to look at team versus team defense matchups. Okay, so the specific two teams, how did they match up in their defensive statistics? Over the course of that season, you don't have to be looking at how do they match up in the past games against each other. You're looking at that season, their defensive statistics against the other team's defensive statistics. You're going to look at individual defensive matchups, and you're also going to look at the team offense statistics against the team defense statistics so say nba you got the utah jazz playing toronto you'd take utah's offense and compare it against toronto's defense and then vice versa look at toronto's offense and utah's defense and come up with a over under value that is different than the books a lot of times you'll see it's the same as the books but if you can find some value in that Focus on the defenses, Steve. Yep, absolutely, Keith. Um, You know, another factor um, that has an impact on the final score is a team's ability to hit a high percentage of shots from three-point range if we're talking about NBA or college basketball, right? What you really need to do is further break down this number in terms of which players are scoring all the threes. If it's just one dominant shooter, then this is a high percentage becomes more or less reliable as opposed to a team's total percentage that has a few players consistently hitting shots from beyond the arc, okay? This can work the opposite way as well to hold the final score down if poor shooting team from three-point range is forced to try and erase a large deficit by hitting threes down the stretch. That's something that you really have to look into and you really have to understand one of the biggest uh, uh, things to think about in this is really live betting. Okay, live betting in college basketball, watching as many games as you possibly can. I mean, look, the average total line for a college basketball game will fall in the range of 130 to 150 points. This doesn't mean that you should avoid playing the under against lower totals or take the over on some of the higher lines as long as your handicapping efforts and confidence level support the play. Sometimes there can be tremendous value in total lines that fall way out of this range one way or the other. The books may simply just be trying to drive money the opposite way Keith exactly that's I was gonna get on there Steve and say that really the live betting could be awesome with over-unders so guys what happens is during the game that that over-under is gonna swing quite heavily or, or possibly will swing quite heavily and at that time there's major value look very 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 rarely is Vegas that wrong 
Correct. So if you get a major swing away from that original line, you should take that value right away because most likely what's going to happen near the end of the game, that line will swing back towards that original line. And Absolutely. So you, can, you gobble up that value, right, Steve? Uh, I couldn't. You couldn't have said it better. I mean, and the the other thing you really, you guys, you really have to pay attention to is um, the importance of shopping around for the best total line that supports your play. Okay, so there could be a fairly wide variance from one book to another, given the amount of action they're taking on in any particular matchup. You know, um, so these exactly. are things that you guys really have to focus on. And the other thing too um, is that. You know, one thing that you should really focus on, always be aware of when it comes to wagering on college basketball total lines, is the line movement when betting odds were first set. This is exactly what Keith was just referring to. This is especially true with games that are not in the national spotlight or a major conference. Okay. Now, Keith, I'm notorious for betting games in in random leagues, right? I mean, it's just, you know me, I like the action, so that's who I am. But remember, the betting public can have an impact on games of this nature. But when you see some significant movement, as you just touched on, Keith, in a non-marquee matchup, it's probably the result of a few sharps placing wagers on that game. Something Mm. to look at. Something to look at. I really like that, and and that means that those half points turn into a lot of value, that subtle change. It brings long-term profit, guys, if you can catch the right side of that. You know, Steve, one thing that I was interested in when I was doing my research was that you really need to watch out for overtime, and Mm -hmm. that's going to really kill an under bet typically because, Steve, what happens with Vegas and these sports books is that they actually will inflate the over-under a bit in close games, games that they think are going to be close. That over-under is going to be a bit inflated because they think there's a bit of a chance it's going to go into overtime. So watch out for that, especially in close games. Yeah, and you really see this a lot with with conference games right in conference game the duke carolina matchup for example it's very very rare for a duke carolina game to have one sway the other more than five points all right that's a a bet that i found recently guys out on FanDuel. is you can pick the margin margin of victory for any team between one and five points you're going to get plus money on this bet every time listeners and keith it's just it's just the way it is i think it's a smart bet and like keith just touched on the books are purposely trying to make money off of us right how can we beat them consistently time and time again and it's bets like this picking these margins right pitch picking the over on a rivalry game you know things like that thing these are things to think about and things to look at and remember you want to watch as much you know games as you possibly can and keith you can probably touch on this too because you're a soccer guy and i know you'd love to bet on hockey but guys you have to understand that soccer and hockey are the easiest sports to pick the over under given the low scores okay i mean these are things that you really need to look at and keith i think you can touch on that a little too It's really cool when you do bring in some other sports. We like Mm -hmm. to bet as much as we can that we are interested in, and we're going to talk a lot about that with soccer. The under two and a half goals tends to be the average bet that people make. The over as well, two and a half is kind of that line. Uh, But you can also find some tremendous value on games, and this is what I wanted to talk about. If you just 
maybe instead of the under two and a half, well, go for under one and a half, sprinkle half a mm-hmm. unit there, put mm-hmm. your full unit on the two and a half. I like and that. And now if both... Kind of hedging yourself a bit there, Keith, right? Yep, exactly. And having potential profit for uh, double your profit. Now, this only is good if you've handicapped the games, you break down the game, and you understand that, look, this one's likely to maybe go nil-nil, zero-zero in hockey, low scoring. You know, and you catch that alternative line. So there's some real strategy there to get some extra profit. Steve, the other thing that I really loved when I was doing my research was write the game story before you bet. So break, break the game down in your mind from research and break that game down into segments. So now you've got first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter broken down. Now you've got a game. Now you have a story. You could even go as far, guys, to do each down, each possession. That's getting crazy. But write the game story. How many points is this that going to score? What do you see happening? And then from there, if you have accounts at multiple books, then you're going to be able to find these value lines where you can catch that normal line and an alternative line. A lot of times, Steve, those alternative lines are different. So across different books, those alternative lines are going to have different value. And if you love a play, you want to have an alternative line that has the best odds so you maximize your profit. That's a fun way to play this, Steve. As we're wrapping this up, give us a little bit more. Yeah, Keith, I really agree with you. And one last thing I want to touch on in college basketball again is, um, uh, you know, one of the best ways to get a solid handle on betting college basketball totals is simply just watching as many games as possible. We're about to have that opportunity here with the tournament starting in a couple of days. Um, you know, I mean, look at it like this. Certain high-scoring teams may fail to hold up against consistent defensive pressure in general while others may flourish against man-to-man coverage um, but you know come apart at the seams against a defense a, a, a zone defense it's all about tendencies um, you know some things are hard to pick up on from only reading a game's final box score so it's really important to watch as much as you can and really get a feel for these teams the flow of the game the back and forth and really just you know kind of focus on some live games as much as you guys can that's good strategy, and I, I think, Steve, if, if you look at the coaches' history and their plans, you also look at, with college basketball in particular, their seniors, their older players, you know, in the NFL, it's about the weather factors, football, outdoors, right? These are strategies to implement with the over-under betting. So say with the college basketball, you can look at patterns in how they coach, you can also look at tendencies and how they coach. And you can look at yeah. how those stack up against other coaches. One coach might really like a slower pace. If right. they're going to dominate the game or you think their team's going to dominate the game with a slower pace, that's going to crush that other team's pace, obviously. So where are they at currently, Steve? That's a great one. Current form, for me, huge. Absolutely. Follow some trends. More. Yep current form ride it ride it ride it till it bucks you off that's for me what i've found for sports betting other than some nfl success 
gosh, you've got to catch trends, Steve. You've got to catch it while it's hot and you got to go with it and you just got to ride it, baby. I mean, Steve, this is one of the hardest things I've gotten myself into. I'll be honest. I'm really glad that I haven't full on throw my bank account out there and put my whole savings into this and decided to put my one units at $100 or more. Look, we're small time betters because... This is tough stuff. So, I hear you. Uh, I listeners, hear you, how are you doing? What's your best beats? Let's hear from what you guys. Is your bad beats? Where are your wins? Let me hear from you, Steve. Let's wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts on over under, or do you want to let us get out of here? Last thing I'm going to say is, guys, again, focus on your research. You know, find leagues that you like. You know, find certain teams that you like. Find trends. You know, Keith has talked about that over and over again. Find, you know, really good research on game flow, live play, things like that. You know, if you guys want to be better at this just like we do, focus on your research. Watch as many games as you can. And at the end of the day, just go out there and have a good time. We're not trying to be professionals here. We're just trying to have a good time, be an open forum, be a community, and share our thoughts and, and our uh our bets and everything like that with each other and, and our strategies. Keith, why don't you close it out for our brother? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Steve. That's all we're trying to do: is get better at this together. Absolutely. Share some ideas, listeners. What did you like? What did you take away from this? Let us know. Let us know what trends you're following right now, Steve. That was fun talking sports betting with you. As always, brother. There you go. Listeners, we genuinely thank you for being here with us. We want you to drive this show. My name is Keith Baderas. He is Steve Diamond. We are your morning card. Send us your questions, discussions, bad beats, and wins. Interact with us on Twitter at your morning card. What do you think about our logo? Email us at yourmorningcard at gmail.com. We will speak to you again very soon for a college basketball tournament edition. March Madness, baby. Here we go. Yes, sir. Best time of the year. That's the next edition of the podcast, folks. And as always, happy betting and make good choices. Later, y'all.